Yo, what up, everybody? This is James Geralds with the Art and Bullshit Podcast. We back with another episode. So, yeah, the title of this episode is Code Talker. And it's referencing a piece of the conversation. You guys will see what's up. Thank you for all of the support so far, you guys. It means the world to me. Once again, you know, if you really feel in the podcast, you know, like on Apple Podcasts once we get on there. Uh, share the podcast with your homies, you know, because we're just artists creating this for artists and for art lovers. Um, I'm not going to keep you guys too long. Let me know what you guys think about the episode. We're trying to keep it consistent, trying to keep it really authentic for you guys and let you know what artists really uh, talk about when we just chopping it up. Once again, this is the Art and Bullshit Podcast. James Gerald's uh, alley-ooping you guys to the actual episode. So uh, take it, James. Okay, we're live recording. Welcome to the Art and Bullshit Podcast. I am your host, James Gerald's. Today we are recording from the M Street Art Complex in Fresno, California with my esteemed guest, James Martin. James, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Fantastic. Thanks for coming out, James. So for those who don't know James, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, born and raised locally here in Fresno. Uh, my family background is indigenous. Uh, I'm enrolled in the, the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. I'm actually a registered artist for the Choctaw Nation. Um, my dad's side, they're uh, Tigua. Uh, my grandma was Tigua people from uh, Texas. And uh, my grandpa, his, uh, he was Irish. His last name is Martin. So that's where, that's where our name comes from. Mm. So. Okay, okay. I have Irish... Uh lineage somewhere back there in the family tree, which is how I got my last name, Geralds. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how that goes. Um, So, James, how long have you been been painting? Because I I can, you know, for those who don't know, you're, you know, you're a portrait painter. You do a lot of like, you know, charcoal, um, oil paintings, you know, fantastic portraiture. How how long have you been doing it and how'd you get started? All right. Well, um, as far as oil paints, I was going to say uh, the first time I used oil was in 2011. Mm. Uh, before that was acrylic. Um, first time I used acrylic paint was probably like in an art class in high school back in the, back in the 90s, okay. early, early, early 90s. Uh, art for me, though, has been, uh, been a lifelong passion. So, I mean, as uh, one of my first memories as like a little kid my dad uh art was real big in my family so i remember my dad drawing me these little uh cartoon uh ravens you know these little cartoon characters for me mm. and i always thought it was so cool that i would just watch him draw it you know and right before my eyes he was putting something on paper so ever since i can remember man i i was idolized my dad and i just i wanted to pick up a pencil and was just drawn to it and uh i i was always really talented with it you know mm. so I, and I always remember when I would draw something you know my dad would freak out and be like oh my god you drew this you know <laughs> right, so it's right. like you get that attention you mm-hmm. know what I mean and it's like yeah it feels good and yep. I'm like man what can I draw next you know mm-hmm. get some more of that attention yeah kids you know? want to please their parents man yeah yeah absolutely so 
and it became it just was something I always did, you know. And then uh, being um, the family the family environment I grew up in. I mean, my parents were like really cool, right? You know, mm-hmm. it was like in the seventies, so there was a lot of partying and stuff like okay, that. Okay, okay. Um, shit went bad, and uh, things went bad really quick. So then my parents kind of broke up. Okay. Um, you know, and it's in, in my family, man. It's like there's that stereotype of uh, Native Americans and alcohol. Okay. So that's really heavy in my family. Mm. My grandpa, uh, who's Choctaw, he died liver failure. Mm. Um, drugs and alcohol were real big in my family. Uh, when my parents split up, my mom took us, and uh, it was like it was like kind of like a nonstop party going on. You know okay. what I mean? In our in our in the environment we grew up in, there was a lot of. Uh, uh, drugs, alcohol, and violence. Mm-hmm. So then, it art took on a whole different meaning for me, and it became my uh, my escape. Right. You know, okay. it, became, it became my coping mechanism. Mm. You know, because because uh, every day, uh, we lived in this little uh, little real crappy apartment in a really bad area, where there was always something going down, and. Uh, my mom would get us from school. She'd put us in this little back room that was really like a dining room, but it was made into a bedroom for us. It was really small. There was only enough room for a bed and a dresser in there. You know, we had like this little black and white TV. Um, so there was nothing to do, man. Right. But draw. Uh-huh. That was my escape. Mm. You know what I mean? It, anything was possible with that with that pencil and paper. Yep. You know, so I, I would. That, that's where I would go, man. My imagination would take me to different places. You know, and a lot of times, my mom would leave, and uh, me and my little brother. You know, I mean, and at the time, man, I was like first grade, second grade. Okay. We were like little kids, so right. it was really scary to be alone. Mm. You know, so we'd be alone by ourselves, and that's what we'd do. I would draw, he would draw. You know, mm. we would do different things. You know, make up different scenarios. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we didn't, uh, we wouldn't see an adult till it was time to go to school the next morning. Wow. You know, so I mean, it was okay. it was a, it was a really rough spot. Right. So at the same time, uh, my dad. Uh, would come pick us up every Friday after school mm-hmm. for his time with us. His time with us was the weekends, right? So, right. So Saturday and Sunday was were amazing, man. It was like an escape. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was like heading to a different world. That was like the highlight of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And then during the week, man, it was it was back to that grind. You know, just mm-hmm. being alone, being scared. You know, we I don't know. We had that code to where if my mom wanted to call and check up on us, she'd ring once, hang up. You know, mm-hmm. and then it didn't ring again, and that's when we could answer. Yeah. You know, but shit, man, there were times when uh, people were freaking beating the door, you know, and there's mm-hmm. little kids, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Scared, yeah, you know, exactly. Trying to get in, yelling. Uh, there was, you know, some death threats in our on the family, and the police got involved, you know, mm. and a bunch of crazy stuff, man. But okay, it all went brought me back to to drawing, you know what I mean? To just getting into myself, and that's the way I dealt with it. I would get into my own head and just put put things down on paper, you know, and express myself, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. You know, like a lot of people do. And it, uh, and it just, I would always constantly look to elevate my skill. So mm-hmm. any, any type of magazine or anything with any kind of illustration or art or uh-huh. anything I can get my hand on, you know, mm-hmm. I would... I would get it and then try to copy it. Okay. You know? So now what were some of the things that you were finding that really are still sticking with you to this day? Like, like looking back then, what were like three magazines that you say like, okay, these are some of the ones I remember? 
Um, so it, it was a magazine. It wasn't even for kids. It was actually like an adult magazine called Heavy Metal. Mm. You know Heavy Metal? Yeah. So yeah. I, had, I had a lot of access to Heavy Metal right. as a kid, man. And that stuff would blow me away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's high level. That's stories. high level. Yeah. 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 A lot of art stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, adult. I would read the stories and crazy stuff that's happening in those stories. You know, mm-hmm. stuff that was beyond my years and maturity. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a little kid. Uh, so it was, but it was that fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so one of my other favorite artists was uh, Frank Frazetta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah man. So. Frank Frazetta was a beast. Had a stroke, started painting with his left hand, and yeah. just you know. Yeah. So for me, in his his paintings that I would see, mm-hmm. and his and his drawings and his illustrations, they always told these stories, and it was like, uh, you know, barbarians and yeah. guys, dudes with swords, yep. you know, yeah. monsters, you know, because he did half, the artwork for Conan chicks. the Barbarian, yeah, Conan, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All that stuff, man. So anything that could could engage my mind and pull me out of out of my current situation, mm-hmm. I was I was for it. Mm. You know, and again on my on my dad's side of the family, um, there's a lot of artists in that family. Okay. And he actually used to have a business with my aunt, my aunt Ernestine. So she she would do a lot of illustration type work. My dad was always painting cars and painting motorcycles. That's tight. So back then, man, it was all about you know the show cars, low riders, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So my dad would get would prep the metal on the cars and do the do the paint, and my aunt would come in and do a mural. Nice. So they would do that stuff together, and so heavy metal magazines. My aunt always had them. My dad had them. You know, and then all and everybody was into that Frazetta type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Boris Vallejo type stuff. Yeah. So so that's what I would see, man, and I would just it would just blow me away all the time, and I would and I would watch my aunt do stuff and just. And I just want to, I want to be at that level. I want to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Mm, just, just draw yeah. this crazy stuff, you know? So it was always, always chasing that. Always trying to get better, you know, always trying to learn as much as I could. Right. You know what I mean? And having yeah. examples around you of great artists helped. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it just yeah. fueled the motivation. Like, hey, you can do this. We're all family. This is just what we do. Yeah. Come on board. Yeah. yeah, man. You know, and then also, you know, comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, you, uh, anytime we'd stop at a gas station, mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, can I get a comic book, mom? You know, and mm-hmm. they were like, you know, dollar something back then. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was like Spider-Man type stuff. You yeah. know, all the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and then I would sit there and I'd draw those characters mm-hmm. too. Uh, shit, man! The cartoons that were on back then. I remember my favorite cartoon was like Voltron. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember even, even when, like when I was a kid. I'm t- now this is probably like fifth or sixth grade now. Like everybody was into that Voltron, so I would okay. I would draw him, color it, bring it to school, you know, and, and sell it like for a dollar. Sick. So I was trying yeah. to yeah, hustling. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get on it. You know, our right? hustle. So, yeah, yeah. Always. See, yeah, man, yeah. that's hard. Yeah. That's tight. See, I wasn't, it, yeah, I, as a kid, I wasn't that advanced in art at all, man. Like, Voltron, yeah, I mean, like, I would copy, you know, like, out of Game Pro magazines and stuff like that and draw, like, you know, comic book characters, Captain America or some shit. But, like, yeah, I was never doing nothing crazy. I had a homeboy who did, like, a Ryu doing a show Ryu, Ken, and it was like, oh, my God, that's the craziest shit to, to me. But, um... You know, so back to what you're saying. So you're growing up, you're seeing, you know, your your dad and your aunt both work, you know, in tandem on these cars. Do you feel like, you know, see seeing that and then now, like, and I know I'm kind of moving, we're kind of moving ahead in the story, but it's just like I'm in your studio, you, you share this wonderful gallery space with your brother, and we haven't even got to him, but it seems like you've carried that whole spirit 
forward. You you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. just from then, it's like okay, now we're kind of where I'm still. It was my dad, my aunt. Now it's me and my brother. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, kind of. It's definitely a family thing, man. My aunt, she's still an artist. Um, she lives in Stockton. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. constantly doing her art. Uh, my okay. Other, my other cousin, um, he's also uh, an artist there. Um, my, my cousin uh, David. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you go out to Stockton often? Yeah. So the first show I did was actually my cousin's show, and he invited me to be a part of it. Mm. And so that was like the first time I actually showed, you know, my, my paintings on the fine arts. Side, okay. You know, so, um, you know, but that, that's, again, that's a little bit more ahead. So so growing mm. up, doing the doing art and being involved in art, and mm. I always had was involved in art in school mm. because I wasn't that great of a student. You know mm. what I mean? My grades right. were always lacking. Uh, and my dad and my mom's relationship was volatile. Mm. You know what I mean. So yeah. they would all and then going anytime uh, we would have to go back and forth between them. There was always some kind of fight. You know, something crazy happening. Uh, so at at a certain point, my dad is like, "I got to get you guys out of there." So he he fought my mom for custody Facts. and won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then. So then we, we were living with my dad now. So mm. everything was better. You yeah. Know? Um, as soon as we, as soon as we started living with my dad, my mom moved away. Okay. You know. So within, even though she was into some rough stuff, some bad shit, mm. we always had that love for her, and we That's wanted mom. to go see her. Yeah. yeah. So and when we would, man, it it was like we had our our feet in two different worlds. Mm. You know, my dad is like, all right, I'm over that stuff. I'm not a little kid anymore. Yep. All I want to do is make a better life for my, my boys, Facts. my family, you right. know what I mean? So he started taking us in another direction. On my mom's side of the family, man, it was always a party, mm. always somebody pissed about something, Whoa, you yeah. know, uh-huh. people fighting in right in front of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just craziness, you know, so we would go down and visit her, man, and mm-hmm. we just never knew what was going to pop off, you know, what was going to happen, right. you know, crazy shit, you mm-hmm. know? And I have lost, uh, one of my cousins I lost to... Uh, some gang violence down there in uh, in Bakersfield. Man. So, you know, a bunch of racial stuff going on over there. Yes, fucking but, fucked up. But, you know, in that area that they lived in, too, was a pro- uh, predominantly white area. Okay. That's no more for, like, skinheads. Mm, you know damn. what I mean? Uh, so when we would go down there, they'd be like, all right, you know, what's... What's the shade in the neighborhood? You know, who yeah, you guys, who you guys here to see. Uh, it got real dark around here. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> and even me, I'm not even that dark, man. I'm, I'm, I'm more light skinned but it's, uh, it's like, damn. You know, I mean, there's this, this little kid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kids younger than us. Yeah. You know, wearing wife beaters. You know, coming up. Trying to trying to throw down with it. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, man? exactly. Like, this is yeah, not gonna like, end good for anybody, yeah, man. You know, so, but. uh so I mean it was it was crazy. I mean the the stuff that we saw and the stuff that we went through it was all a part of how we grew up. Yeah, it was definitely not uh, a normal childhood. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and there was a lot of bad stuff to it. You know, at the same time, our uh, we had this identity crisis. I well, I, I'll speak for myself more more than my brother. I always had this identity crisis. It's like, okay. My mom is like, you're native, you got to be proud of your, your native heritage. You know, I'm like, okay, uh, tell me something about the culture. Okay. And she's, she wasn't raised in it, you know mm. what I mean? So when, when my grandpa left uh, Oklahoma, uh, it was to come out here to, to make a better life for his kids. So mm. it's like work, put food on the table, work, put food yeah. on the table. So there was no ceremony, mm. you know what I mean? So, so none of that stuff was passed down to me. Okay. And then the way I look, you know, being, being a mixed, mixed blood myself, my hair is real curly, 
you know what I mean? And it's like people say, well, so well, what are you? Are you Mexican? And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not not Mexican. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm native. Right. You know, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Dude. You know, guy, I don't see no feathers. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's like fuck out of here. Yeah, you don't got long hair and two braids. You know, it's like that that stereotype. Yeah. You know, that it's that Hollywood Indian. Yeah, you know, man. and I'm like, all right. You know, your skin's not red. You know, you get all that shit. You know what I mean? Yes, it's nuts, man. You know, honestly though, Jay, the the first real experience I had with Native people was when I moved to Seattle, Washington, because they have a huge Native population yeah. out there. You know, and it's like just normal everyday like that it's not even the media portrayal is so inaccurate you know it's like pete like nah man so for you to experience it that doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all you know so even here locally i mean like my my grandma uh she was born in texas you know she she's tigua Mm -hmm. um but a lot of the culture in that area is Hispanic. Okay. So she spoke Spanish. Mm. You know what I mean? She spoke uh, a native language too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and she spoke English, you know, and she married a white man. Gotcha. You know, when my grandpa married her, he got to where he couldn't he couldn't get work anymore. Mm. You know, they were, yeah. they were there like, now nah, you, you married. Oh, you know, yeah, you, you married, inherited, yeah. yeah, you inherited that struggle. Right. Like, yeah, you're, this is what you're signing up for. Right. Pops, yep. yeah. So then they moved out to California for a better life. Okay. You know what I mean? So the, the thought was always like, you know, it, it's more acceptable in California. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to get frowned on right. you know, out there. So they, they made their way out here too. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with, uh, with my grandpa on my on my mom's side. You know, so he, he was still, he, he had to go to a boarding school, mm. you know, where uh, they, they beat you if you spoke a native language. Whoa. You were not allowed to speak it. Yeah. And it was, uh, wow, you were not man. allowed, you were not allowed to practice anything from a native culture and a lot of people don't know this man it was against the law for native americans to pray in in their way in the culture until like 1978 or something like that that is crazy yeah man. yeah we, we have a guy in the community you know who who's a, a vietnam vet mm-hmm. and uh you know he's he's fighting for our government and uh he said he remembers getting a letter you know while being deployed saying hey it's now legal for you to pray Whoa, you know what I mean? And my tribe, the Choctaw, the Choctaw Nation, um, they've always been proud, proud Americans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Proud Native, proud of their their culture. Well, and during World War One, there was a whole regiment of them, uh, and I think it was like thirty or forty of them that were together. Okay. And uh, and one day they were speaking to each other in their native language, in, mm-hmm. the, in the Choctaw language. Right. And their commanding officer said, "Hey, how many of you guys know how to?" How to, how to talk like that, you know, and, uh-huh. and the guy thought he was going to be in trouble because in boarding school, they would wash your mouth out with soap if they heard you yeah. speaking your language. And he's like, well, yeah, a lot of us do. You know, we're all, you know, from the same from the same region. And he says, well, they keep cracking our codes, the Germans. Uh-huh. So, so when they were talking to each other, mm-hmm. is that they keep finding out what we're going to do before yeah. we're going to do it. And they said, uh, how many of you guys know how to speak that? And I said, well, a lot of us do. So then they sent them out to other companies and then they would have them speak code in Choctaw wow and the Germans couldn't figure out what the heck they were talking about so then one of their first successful raids was because they were speaking Choctaw yeah okay so they became the first they call them uh, code talkers wow yeah so then they actually were received a medal for for their service Mm -hmm. but when they came back to the United States it's against the law. You can't speak that language. That's 
fucking nuts, yep. dude. But they they use their their language to help them win battles and win the yeah. wars. You Man, know? And you then know. and then and then here, here's the fucked up part. So it, it was in France, right? Uh-huh. So to this day they still don't have the same recognition from the United States government. They received a uh, medal of honors from, from France, mm. but not from our own government. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So then what they did is they took that program and in World War II, you know, another war broke out and they're like, well, hey, we had a lot of success with these native guys uh, speaking in World War I. So they made another program in World War II and they, okay. uh, they enlisted the Navajo and, uh, and the Cherokee, uh-huh. you know, and there's, there's a movie about it too. But the but the first tribe to do it was was my people was the Choctaw people back I'm in World War One. That. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's insane. Actually, that's actually what this painting is right here. Okay, yeah, what's the title of that painting? Uh, Code Talker. Code Talker. Okay, yeah, yeah we're definitely it. gonna put that up, man. And then in the background, that's actually the the seal of the Choctaw Nation. It's a, a bow and arrow with three arrows. Nice. It's kind of behind us. Yeah, uh, I see A couple it, of these man. charcoal drawings right here, too. These are actual uh, code talkers from World War One. Oh, nice. Yeah, so so a lot of our work, a lot of what we do, man, it's, uh, it's honoring our ancestors. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, I'm just so inspired by that culture. And a lot of that, the, the inspiration I have now is from growing up with a lack of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the culture I grew up in. I mean, I hate to say it, but it was like a like a drug culture. It was mm-hmm. like a party culture. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I was I got shoot man before I was in junior high. I'd probably been in like 13, 14 fights. Yeah, you know? that's I mean, a, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, know, it's part of growing up right. California. That's you know part you know, of your in, stripes. In, in the, yeah, in the, man. In the rougher areas mm-hmm. that, that we were, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, you know, but it, it it's and it was always a part of that to where we identified with the culture, but we didn't know it. Mm. It wasn't taught to us, right? Because it wasn't taught to my mom, you know. And then on my my dad's side, it wasn't taught to them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of times, it was actually easier just to say, "Yeah, we're Mexican." You know what I mean? So a lot of our family still they'll still be like, "Yeah, we're Mexican." Damn. You know what I mean? And it, and I I used to even say that a lot too until I realized, you know, I, I had a, a realization more more recently. Okay. Nobody in my family is is from Mexico. Facts. That's you know interesting. I mean? Yeah, because you were yeah 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 because you were saying earlier on Mississippi. Right. So so my mom's family yeah they were early Mississippi they're the Choctaw Choctaw Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were they the, the and the Choctaw people you know they fought on the side of the government they fought against the French mm-hmm. um, they fought alongside you know Andrew Jackson you yeah. know who was who had done terrible things to 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 a lot of Native people. And, and even my tribe, mm-hmm. uh, but they were in early talks for land because at that time they're rounding everybody up and they're putting them on reservations. So, so my tribe, the Choctaw people, they they made a deal with the government um, to move from Mississippi mm-hmm. to another piece of land the government was off, offering them, and, and that land was Oklahoma. Okay. So, Okla uh, means uh, people in our language. Wow. In Choctaw. Oma is, uh, I believe it's land, so it's people's land. Whoa. So originally, the whole state of Oklahoma was put aside by the United States government as Indian territory. Really? Yeah, so you can even look up the map. So then what they did was they said, okay, we got Indian territory. This is going to be Indian territory, and we're going to move all these other tribes here. And there were five tribes that agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day... My my card from the government says one of the five civilized tribes. Uh-huh. 
So the government actually only recognized five tribes as being civilized. And, and even to me, I mean, that seems fucked up in today's day and age because mm-hmm. there, there are hundreds of different tribes across the United States. The government mm-hmm. only recognizes five. That's fucking as, stupid, as dude. Civilized. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Uh, you know what's interesting while we're on the subject of Oklahoma? It just, for me, you know, you tell that story and then I think about the story of like black people and black Wall Street and that was in that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma you know and it was basically you know they sabotaged it you know ran us out of town you know false accusations and things like that but it's like wow the fact that it was designated the people's land you know yep and then so so they moved my people from Mississippi. It was it was about a three thousand mile trek from mm-hmm. from our our native lands to Oklahoma, and in, and we made the trip first, my people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's called the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you probably heard of the yeah, Trail of Tears, Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. So man. Uh, a, a lot of people died. You know, they they were they were escorted by soldiers. You know, and the, and the soldiers didn't treat the people well. You know, they didn't care about. Them, didn't even see man. them as people. You know, so there, there's things, oral tradition that's been passed down that said uh, when we started the trip, you know, we had babies, young, you know, people of, you know, warrior age, mm-hmm. and we had our elders. Mm-hmm. When, we, when they got to Oklahoma, there were no more babies and no more elders. Wow. They, they didn't make the trip. Damn. So a lot of people died on the trip. So even, yeah. like, we were talking about the ancestry earlier when my brother did his ancestry you can go back and you can follow it and you can see where we had a lot of cousins die on the way mm, yeah because that because that's what comes up is our death certificates right? oh okay you know, so a lot of it so and then being it as far as being able to trace your our lineage when when they took the deal to go here mm-hmm. they had the people from the the tribe sign what's called the dos rolls okay so they they signed with their name and then we could trace our family all the way back to that, that signing. Gotcha. So our family was given, uh, I believe it was like 40 acres there. Mm. So somewhere down, and that land would get passed down and passed down. So somewhere down the line when, uh, and I want to say his name was, uh, the last one to own it was John, John Cox. Okay. Um, and the way it was told to me, you know, things were tough. Money was tight. Everybody was starving. Right. And he made a deal with a company to come in and cut timber on the land. Right. Okay. So, you know, they did that and they paid for him. The government said, hold on a minute. Uh, so since you did that, you have to pay us taxes. Whoa. And that actually man. kind of violates our agreement with mm-hmm. you. So they took that land back. Damn. Man, our government is just yeah. filled with just, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's yeah, some so disgusting it's, behavior, man. Oh, it's yeah. fucking pitiful. You know, so, and there's all kinds of, all kinds of different tribes have those stories, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, one story that, that, I had, that I was inspired by was the um, Dakota 38 plus 2. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Tell me about it. All right, so the Dakota 30, 38 plus 2. Let me get my notes here just for my dates. Um, so it was back in 1862, uh, the Dakota people, they lived on a reservation in, uh, in Minnesota okay. and, and it was near, kind of like near a river and, uh, it was like a long strip, you know, not a lot of hunting and stuff like that, but their agreement with the government with it was that they would receive like rations and food and stuff like that for being on that, mm-hmm. that part of the land. Well, the government, the, the people who, 
who in the government, who it was their job to make sure they got this, stopped doing it. And actually, one of their one of his quotes was, "Let them eat grass." Whoa. So basically, he didn't give a shit if, these, if they ate, right? Shit. So it got to the point where families were starving to death, and part of their agreement with the government was that they wouldn't leave the reservation to hunt. What? But they weren't giving them food. So the decision was made, all right, we got to go, we got to go leave the reservation, we got to go hunt. Mm-hmm. So when, when yeah. they did that, if you left the reservation, you were allowed, it was, you were allowed to be shot on site. Whoa. For, Damn, for, for leaving man. the reservation. So the local settlers are like, hey, you guys need to get back on your land. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, no, we're looking for food. Yeah. Fight broke out, you know, so the, the, the Dakota ended up killing a bunch of uh, those settlers right. that they were, they were fighting uh-huh. with. So then they went back and they had a big meeting with all the chiefs and they said, all right, uh, revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't live like this. We right. have to fight, you know, yeah. especially now. So they started, and it was, and it was actually, it's called the War of like 1862. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't really a, that big of a war, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it was still, you know, uh, native braves and then fighting against the United States Army, which at that time was huge. You know what I mean? It's already at the point Thousand where, to yeah. one odds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it didn't last that long. Uh, you know, they would go through and raid the local settlers in the local villages, the United States Army came in and what they did is, you know, they of course won, but they rounded up everybody, not just the warriors. Okay. Women, children, elders, oh, put, them, put them on a boat, sent them down the river and said, okay, you guys are all on trial. So then, uh, so then they took everybody uh, and then they sent them up to a, uh, to a military installation where they would have a military trial oh, and, they, and they found them... Um, they found them guilty. So, and I think originally it was like 300 and something people, but what they did was uh, President Abraham Lincoln at uh-huh. the time, he, he said, give me 40 of their leaders, and then he sentenced them to death. So they were all gonna be, gonna be hung in uh, Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, and, and so that's, that, that deal was signed, uh, I think they, but they only hung uh, 38. Two of the people who were supposed to be hung, like, fled. Uh-huh. They, they fled up, uh, up further up north. Okay. Um, so they hung 38 of them, and they hung them on uh, December 26th. Shit. Day after, day after Christmas. Wow, man. Yeah. That's it, insane. You know. Yeah, it was December 26th, uh, <laughs> 1862, in uh, Manacato, Minnesota. And to this day, it is the largest mass execution of people in the United States ordered by the government all because they didn't have they were trapped in a corner with no food and had no choice but to go and get food right i mean essentially like so then here's what the government did they said well here's the thing you guys broke your treaty with us uh so we're just going to take your land and and then relocated the rest of the people to um south dakota and then now, like it was popping there right now. Yeah. See, so that's the, and then so a lot of <laughs> a lot of people went to South Dakota. Some went up up to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, and then I think it was how many how many years years later? Let me see. There were there were two more uh, in 1864 mm-hmm. that uh, that were caught, and they were in Canada. They caught them in Canada, and they brought them back, and then they were executed. So that's why it's. Uh, 38 plus 2. And that's that's what this painting is right here. Okay. Uh, 38 plus 2. 
Um, uh, and the, yeah, the, the whole thing for, for that painting, the reason why I, I painted it like that was because I, I was reading the newspaper clippings. Uh -huh. So a lot of the, uh, the it, was, it was a big deal when they hung them. I don't know if you see this picture right here with all the people hanging. Those, those are all the, uh, all the natives that they hung that day. So it was a huge event. Uh, there was like over 4,000 people that came out to watch the Indians yeah. be hung. Yeah. You guys can't see this, but I'm going to explain the, the picture to you. Essentially, it's like they put up the frame for like a 10 by 10 room. Like it's just a square. And like every so many feet, there's just a person just... It, it's it's pretty fucking disgusting. Like it's one of those things that it's it's super sad to look at, and it shows how inhumane people can really be. Human life is, is too precious, too precious, folks. Um, continue. I'm sorry. I just when I see stuff like that, man, I, I get in my bag. Yeah, no, I mean <laughs> so that's the same way, yeah. man. When when I started, and I never learned about this in school. You know what I mean? Nobody. Yeah, this is education you know? for me. Yeah, so no, thank no, you. Nobody ever taught me about it. You know, so when I started looking into it, and I found mm -hmm. these pictures, and I found the quotes, and I read the quotes. Like here's here's a quote from from one of the people. Hung. He said, uh, "Tell our friends that we are the first to leave this world. Yet they will also follow this path in the future." I expect to travel directly to the house of the creator and be happy when I get there. Um, and that was by a man named Tazu who was hung, which means red otter in their language. So, he, so he's, he's basically saying, hey, we're, we're leaving, but this is what the white man has in store for all of us, mm -hmm. for all of our people. Dude. And then in the, in the accounts that the, that the uh, reporters had, and you could, you could find their articles, mm -hmm. they were amazed because... When they all got up, they were they were shaking hands with the soldiers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They they knew where they were going. They've already accepted their fate. Uh, and it and in the article I read, they they had taken vermilion and put stripes of vermilion down their face, which is red. So that's why in my painting I've yeah. got I've got red streaks down their faces. Uh -huh. You know, and then they put these they put these burlap sacks over their heads over the, as as they walked up. So as as they walked up to the stand before they were being hung, gonna be hung. Uh, one of their people cried out, you know, from the from the audience, you know, was crying, mm -hmm. and then they started to sing. Their their leader started to sing a prayer, a okay. song, yeah. you know, and it was blowing everybody away because these guys are up there and they're all singing together. Yeah, you know, what I mean? they're all singing their song, which was a prayer. You can't you know? break our spirit, man. Right, and it was letting them know, uh, and they 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 sung it right up to the point where they pulled the lever and the floor, you know, dropped out and it, yeah. it, they hung all thirty eight of them at the same time. Man. So, so this painting right here uh -huh. was it's kind of like a second part to that one. Okay. So, so that one was also a story that I had heard, um, and it, it's a man named Jim Miller. He's he's a native and uh, spiritual leader, and also a Vietnam veteran, mm. um, and he's a, a Dakota um, indigenous Dakota person. So, in 2005, he had a dream, and in his dream, he was riding on horseback across the plains, and he got to the point where there were 38 people hanging and he didn't know what the dream was right and he mm. didn't even know about the 38 people Damn. and see that that's how crazy our history is is even amongst our own tribe we don't know a lot of the things that happen a lot of it gets lost because people don't talk about it you know yeah. what i mean it's not taught history's been written in somebody else's perspective for sure you know what i mean and that's what's taught to people so so he he came to realize what the dream was and what it meant and uh, about the people that were hung 
and and their people, their where their reservation is, they call it uh, poverty plains. Mm. The average income of the people on that reservation is about like five thousand dollars a year. Whoa! So even to this day, they're they're living in third third world, world country. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah yeah, they're living in poverty. But you know what I mean? in and they're America, still, they're still feeling that pain. You know what I mean? And there's still there's still that feeling, that resentment against against white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that distrust. You yeah. know. So so this man uh, Jim Miller, his vision was to heal, mm-hmm. right? And to and to pray. Okay. And to pray on it and to make a ceremony. So what what they decided to do, he started talking amongst the the people in the tribe. They said, "Hey, let's do let's do a ride from from our uh, our current reservation to the place they were hung, and let's arrive there on the anniversary. Wow! Uh, on December twenty sixth. So and so he had that dream in two thousand five. His dream came to fruition in two thousand nine, uh, and that's when the route itself is about three hundred and thirty miles. Uh, the temperatures are are sub zero temperatures. It gets like like below zero, and it's it's freezing. They're they're basically riding on the plains, uh, and there's a documentary that you can watch. It's on it's on YouTube, okay. uh, and I, I watched it. And there's a scene in that in that documentary where they're coming on the road early in the morning, and it's real foggy, and and that's that's where I got inspired to paint this yeah. painting because they're all on horseback coming around the ridge, you yeah, know, and they're they're carrying uh, the the what our nation flag is, which is this, this staff here. Yeah. So they're bringing that, that good medicine and they're trying to heal. You know, and that painting, it, that story, it, you know, it really, and I'm a firm believer that like great art is great art, but context enhances great art, you know. And I looked at that painting and for me, I knew that it was some some men on horseback and you see the silhouettes and for me it's it's a movement they're 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 on a mission they're going like okay we have purpose we're we're getting this done and you know you can you've you have suggested the landscape you know at sunrise with the yellow and then you you left the negative space which i i love that because it just shows uh, precision and like uh, confidence in brushwork you know as far as like the way it's going going as far as how you create the painting, but the message in it, you know, hearing that story, man, it definitely takes on a whole new life now that I see that because it's the struggle is it's, it's a trip, man, because it's really, it's universal. And there are so many pockets of like struggle, like, you know, your people went through this struggle. My people went through this struggle. There's like all of these undocumented chapters. And as we find them out and we bring light to them and create artwork, it creates this dialogue and, and discussion, which I feel um, it should be healthy. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, a healing absolutely. discussion. You know, so I mean, like, I feel that this is really, um, this type of work is is what I love because it's, the type that's informative it's the type that makes you kind of think about you know the current standing of where we are as a people and how people are treated you know because i mean i'm listening you say this and i'm just thinking like man there's kids in cages like nothing's fucking changed like it's still like some like inhumane bullshit like people are people like no one is a monster no one is subhuman like we all have the basic right to decent living right. you know and yep. the pursuit of happiness so 
yeah, man, it's it's really fucked up. Um, so I'm sorry, I kind of got you off the story no, no, of good. the Dakota Riders. Um, yeah, so they so, so they make that trip that that trek on a on an annual basis now, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's and it's ceremony. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's and it's how their people heal. And then uh, and along the way, they receive a lot of help from uh, you know from the local people that live there. So a lot of people have to pitch in to help them even be able to survive this trip you know okay. what i mean yeah so and they and they they're getting help from uh from the white people in the area yeah you know what I mean? so it's it's creating that trust between their people mm-hmm. you know and the other people around them and it and it's and it's helped mending it's helped healing that loss that they feel mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's you know it's 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 one of those things that it really inspired me and that's one thing i, I really like having these paintings here because when when people come through and we're talking about stuff, I'll tell them that same story. Right. You know, and it's like, you see that, that light in their eyes, like, boom, you just blew their mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it's just like the other one before, when I, when I tell people, yeah, Abraham Lincoln is the one, he, he killed more people at one time in a mass execution than anybody else in history. Sure. You know yeah. I mean? and, and that's, yeah, and they're but like, not like, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. No, he was man. foul. Like, they're like, no, he freed the slaves. That it guy was, was all good. Listen, you man, know? that was like, to get elected. Well, he, Don't get me started. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, well, there's a lot more to history, man. It's, it's not all taught. You know what I mean? It's, it's not all taught. Yeah. You know, you got to research. Like, you have to research. You got you to learn about this stuff. Yeah. You know? so, so that's a lot what, what inspires me, man. Uh, these paintings here that's a that's another one uh that i was just heavily inspired for um so these these two paintings Mm -hmm. the the entitled the titles of them and they go together this one is unseen and this one's unspoken gotcha okay so there's a movement in the in the native community it's called the missing murdered and indigenous women movement Uh, so in in native communities women uh go missing uh are exposed to violence are raped and murdered higher than any other ethnicity in the world. Whoa, and, man. And it's, and it's a current problem. You know, and so, yeah, and that's what, that's what, that's one of the things that kind of blew my mind. Again, going back to how I grew up, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, I didn't grow up on my people's land. You know, I didn't, my parents did, my dad, he did everything he could to give us that, that better life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we were growing up uh, in the, in the America right that that most people dream to live in you know what i mean when yeah. my dad went to work every day worked his ass off and he, he got us better things you know um uh so i wasn't i was never exposed to the harsh realities of living on a reservation living right. in that you know what i mean but at the same time i had that connection to where i'm like okay i want to know my people i want to know my culture because mm-hmm. when we were at home man it was all good we're family you know it's it's love it's me and my brother it was my dad you know what i mean but you go to school, and school it's like like almost like a mini prison, right? It's like yeah, click facts, up, you know. Facts. Yeah, and it is. Like, yes, they're like, all right, man, are you you a white kid? Because because you don't look white, you know what I mean? The white kids are like, yeah, 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 white, get out of here. You know, the Mexican kids are like, well, do you, do you speak Spanish, Holmes? And I'm like, nah, yeah, I don't. You know, it's like, man, where do I fit in? Yeah, you know. So I'd be like, well, my grandma yeah. speaks Spanish, you know. Right. That. So it was always finding that, especially in the schools we went mm-hmm. to, it's finding that that group to fit in with, man. So yeah. I, I always struggled with that with that identity, and I just had to accept that, man. I just I just didn't have that cultural representation in everyday life. You gotcha. know what I mean? Uh, and it, we were just growing up kind of in our, our own culture that we had with our dad. You know what I mean? And my dad's thing was, 
he, he wants everything for us to be good. He, he didn't want us to be hungry. Yeah. You know, he wanted us to live in a nice house. You know, he, he was in us, provider mode. Yeah, and he wanted us to have fun. So, you know, my dad was, he was like a mechanical genius. So everything we did was with cars and motorcycles. So we grew up racing motorcycles, building Dang. hot rods. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, I loved it, man. Yeah. I, I love my childhood, how I grew up. But on the cultural side of things, there was always that I wanted to know more, mm-hmm. you know, about about our past, our people's past, our people's struggles. You know what I mean? Where did we come from? Because it was like I knew I knew my dad, and I knew my grandma and grandpa. You know, and I knew my mom, and I knew my grandma and grandpa on her side. But beyond that, right. we didn't know because uh-huh. everybody else was somewhere else. And there's always where's this stuff coming from? I know right. this is how I am, but I want to know like if I have this great great uncle who's just this is like no, this is how your people are. You right. know, if you yeah. don't if you don't have these, if because that's the thing, man. Is it so hard for us to know how people were back? you know generations up in our family trees you don't know like maybe everything it's it's a crazy line of kings and artists and you know or like you never know mechanics and builders and but if we don't know right. um so my question for you is like because this you know i, I I'm, I'm seeing um Actually, actually, continue. I'm sorry. Continue the story, and then I'll get to that after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, so on that, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of women that go that go missing. Okay. You know, and and even myself, growing up, I saw a lot of uh, of violence. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I've seen I've seen women get beat by men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and in in a lot of other tribes, it's it's a lot worse. Where where they're they're going missing, you know they're they're going missing all the time. The young women are going missing. Uh, let me see that right here. The U.S. Department of Justice found that you know American Indian women face murder rates at more than ten times the national average. Um, the, and the other thing that's that's really bad in those communities, you know, are are drugs, you know, alcoholism, uh, suicide is very high. Mm-hmm. So just just reading about those struggles and and. And kind of relating to them as some of the struggles that I, I went through as a child and seeing uh-huh. uh, and knowing that they're still going through that today is, is what really blows my mind. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think, wow, man, it's, you know, we sh- everybody should be at a point now where we're, we're on equal terms, you know, but we're not. Right. But it's also know? poverty, though. Like, you know, now that we're really talking about and we're um, thinking about, it, is it the aspect of being in poverty and a crazy messed up environment breeds crazy sickness and if everyone had land and had enough to take care of their food clothing shelter and their kids would it still be like that you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. i just think that it's you're out in the world everyone's kicking you in your ass and then like and i'm not saying it's okay but then for some reason in the community they're bringing it home because they feel like hey the government took our land and mm-hmm. then for some fucked up reason either a the women are getting it from just inside the community or outside the community right, you know yeah, i'm not sure yeah. how the statistics you know are boiling down but you know i feel like that's it it's it's fucked up it's it's violence against women you know it's never okay and for me when i'm listening to these stories it's like we're starting at you know the 38 plus two then we're going you know to Dakota Riders and then now we're unseen unspoken and then there's like this it's like a trickle down effect of pain right you know and it's like yeah it's a a legacy of violence Mm -hmm. yeah that's a better word for yeah 
death, a legacy of, of pain, you know. So, so what I wanted to do is I had my daughter's pose for this. Okay. You know, and, and my, my message is unseen is these things are happening, but we, don't, we act like we don't see it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, turn, we turn a blind eye to it. And the same thing with, with the unspoken, you know, I, I wanted to create like a, a striking visual presence with, with that hand on yeah. the, over Across the mouth, the mouth. Yeah. you know what I mean? And that's unspoken because we're not talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, even within, within our own family, I would see things happen and it's like, you don't tell the cops, you don't call yeah. the cops. You, you know, family business yeah, is family yeah, business. Right. Yeah. We, let's just not talk about mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? I mean, even, uh, um, my cousin, you know, he was he was beat as a child. You know what Man. I mean? And uh, and it's something that we knew, but like we weren't allowed to talk about it. Right? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. there's there's all these things where it's like we're not supposed to talk about it. You know, act mm -hmm. like you don't see it. You know, yeah. what I mean? pretend like you don't. They'll see those bruises on his arms. Right? You know what I mean? And in, and especially in this day and age now, where the that stuff is 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 more caught. You know by teachers at school and stuff uh -huh. like that but it, sure. it's still it's still present yeah you know what i mean yeah. mm -hmm. and so it's something it's it's just it was something that was that kind of struck me and that's why i wanted to create create these paintings too you know and again that's another conversation that i can have with people you know when i'm in here uh talking about art you know talking about, about yeah. pain and about those things you know for what I mean? sure yep and, speaking through the art you know and i even like people it, it's not that I, I want people to have my perspective but mm -hmm. A lot of people will will see, will see this work and they'll give me their perspective, uh -huh. and I love that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for you know sure. I mean? Some people feel connected to it mm -hmm. in, a, in a totally different way than, yeah. than I ever even imagined. But you know, it, it's it always brings me uh, a lot of joy when somebody tells me, "Man, this is I just really feel this." You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, this is like something that that is just hitting me. You know, mm -hmm. you know. So a lot of, a lot of my work is again, it's like culture, right? So we grew up here locally around a lot of Hispanic culture. Yeah. So a lot of the other things, I, and I always liked the Dia de los Muertos, so that was always yeah. something that inspired me, so I do a lot of Dia de los Muertos paintings as well. Um, you know, I like to paint uh, a lot of the ancestors. So know. now are you using your daughters as models in these paintings? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter, uh, she was, she's always home, so I'm, you know, I'm, I get an idea, and I'm like, hey, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, babe, I need you to come over here and yeah. let's do this, and I'll set yeah, her yeah. up. You know, I work from other models, too. Uh, but uh, but my daughter's uh, she's she's always willing to to kind of work with me. So yeah, and this gay little smartos went up here too. Uh -huh. You know that's that's another one that she posed for me. Nice. You know, um, and a, a lot of this stuff too are just like other traditions. Like like this guy here is a he's a deer dancer, uh, and that's that's a yaki ceremony where uh, the deer represents life. Um, and so there's a lot. So when the, when our our people came in contact with Christianity, mm -hmm. they take, Christianity would take, to convert them, take some of their traditions and work them into theirs, right? Mm -hmm. So the Yaki people, this is how they celebrate Easter. Wow. Yeah, and they still do it, you know, to this day. And it's, um, they do this dance and uh, there's a lot of work that goes into their whole regalia. Yeah. And, and everything that they have, but the deer, it represents that, 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 that rebirth, right? That what's good in the world. You know, when they do the dance, they have these other dances wearing these other masks, okay. you know, and that's the evil in the world. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot to it, man. And it's just like, 
uh, you know, when I when I read about that, you know, because I, I meet a lot of people from the community come out to support, and there's a lot of people from other different tribes, and when I talk to them and they tell me, hey, this is this is like what we do, you know, this is what my grandma told me, okay, you know, and then I look I look more into it, I mm -hmm. learn about it, and it gets me inspired, and it makes me want to paint something, you right? Know? So yeah, so it's just uh, fueling the fire because yeah. it's like, hey. You're not alone in this, and and here here's just a little bit more stories from our people that that you can put in because anything into the gumbo is just added flavor, yeah. you know. Well, even uh, the Dia de los Muertos uh, is an indigenous tradition, and it was actually practiced. Um, they're estimating it's probably about like three thousand years old, right? So when the, when the Spaniards came over. Huh? They brought in Christianity, mm. you know, and they were saying you guys can't do this stuff anymore, you know. And they're trying to convert and everything, so they they worked in their their tradition of of the Day of the Dead mm -hmm. into All Saints Day. Okay, you know, so that's that was the 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 Christian Church given a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we know you guys do this every year. Let's make it Christian. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We'll celebrate it together. So, what's the title of that particular painting? Um, with the, the roses. That, this one right here yeah. is uh, Recall to Mind. So are, are you familiar with Dia Los Muertos and like what the, the meaning of it I'm is? A little yeah. bit. I'm I mean, not a lot, super A lot of people are it. now thanks to Disney, mm -hmm. right? You know, yeah, with, the, with the movie Coco. Yeah, Coco. Right? Yeah, 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 All that stuff. So uh -huh. it's always about um, remembering those your loved ones mm -hmm. that, have, that have passed in your family, yeah. right? Um, you know, and, and my dad, who, I, who I've talked about a lot already, uh, he passed in, in 2011. You know what I mean? And uh, when when my dad passed, it, it's one of those things where something happens in your life and there was life before that. Okay. And there's life after it. Yeah. And that's actually, before before my dad passed, all my art was more, you know, commercial, you know, and I would do, you know, illustrations, uh -huh. um, not so much like, like fine art. And it, it's like once once he passed, then it's like I, I had to cope again. Right. You know what I mean? I started to have to go. I had this. I had this whole period in my life where you know, from the time I, I graduated college till you know, had, got married, had a family, had kids, you know, and everything was pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad's health started dropping. You know, and uh, he he had a congestive heart failure. Wow. You know, and uh, and it and it took him at an early age. So. I need. I had something I had to cope with again. You know what I mean. I had this pain that was unbelievable. You know what I mean. And it, it's it's prolific. You know. And mm -hmm. I try to explain it to people. How close me, my dad, you know, and my brother were yeah. growing up. You know, he he was my compass. You know what I mean. Yeah. He's the one who who, with without him, I mean, I I might have ended up not even being being here right now. Yeah, you know that's. I mean, I mean that's how that's. Yeah. There was always a point where I was. I was faced with these choices, man, and I mm -hmm. can go down this path or go down this path. And it was my dad who was always telling me, "You got to, you know, I've taught you right from wrong. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You need to, you need to do the right thing. You know. Yeah. What I mean? So he was my compass, man. And when when he passed, even though um, I was already an adult, I just I really felt lost, you know. Mm -hmm. And I I tell people, it's like, it's it's like losing. If if somebody cut off your 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 left hand or or your right hand, right, it's you're gonna keep living. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But that that hand is never coming back. You know what mm, I mean? So yeah. it's it's not the end of your life, but but you've lost a part of yourself. Yeah. 
you know, and so you learn to cope with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You learn how to write with your left hand or you use pencil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to keep moving forward. Yeah. So that's, for me, that's that's how losing my dad was for me. It's like, it's there's a part of me that's gone. I've got this void there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's it's not coming back, but I can learn to cope with it. Yeah. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm gonna use my art, uh, but I'm gonna lean more towards fine art. You know okay. what I mean? Uh, and I'm just and that's when I decided to try oils. The the first painting I did in oils was actually a portrait of my dad. Nice. After after he passed yeah, away. Yeah, respect. So, you know, and then uh, in our in our day to day life, man, you know, we tell ourselves these lies, and the and the problem with with our subconscious is is. Uh, we tend to listen to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't have time to do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't have time to work on a painting because I got to go to work. I got to um, do stuff with the kids. I got to make dinner. There's no time for art. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's a lie I told myself for a long time. Okay. And, and then uh, I had this realization that that I that there is time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if if something's important to you, you got to make time. Facts. You know, and uh, and the way I was feeling, man, and the I, I was. I was in a really dark spot and I really needed that, that, that healing, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I gotta, I, I need to paint. I, I just, I just felt it, you know, inside, I need to start painting again. And that's when I made it my mission to just, to just always have another painting going. As soon as I finish one, I'm getting another one going. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I've been doing since 2011, man. It's, it's, it's grinding. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's and let me soon. tell you folks, his, the, this gallery studio is filled to the brim with paintings and drawings. I mean, yeah. to the point where there's really not enough space right. for anything else. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta figure something out because it's really filled to the brim. Shoot, I've got more than this too. I mean, I've I've sold a bunch too. Sick. You know, that's why I got all these prints here for you know for people that a lot of people connect with the artwork. Yeah. And maybe they can't afford uh, to pay for a painting. Mm-hmm. You know, so then they're they're always willing to or wanting to buy a print. So yeah. I, that's why I have prints available for people as well, just to. Is if you have that connection, I want to be able to for them to have it, so they can connect with it. At, at, at I'm in too. total agreement yeah. with you, brother. Yeah, I feel like people should. As many people who want our artwork, they can get to us or get in kind of like, hey, send me an email. Hey, come out to the show. Hey, right. however you can get get to me for me to get you the artwork, you should be able to have it if, if you're reaching out because it's the biggest compliment for us as artists for someone to say hey I want that I want to spend my hard earned money or not our hard earned money on that right, but right, it's still yeah. it's a huge compliment yeah when people connect with it man it's it's it's, a, it's such a great feeling which I'm sure you're aware when people mm-hmm. come in and they're like I have people come in here and just start crying yeah you, you man I, mean? I could yeah. I mean with this kind of work man yeah. and you know what's what's uh, interesting James is well, we're gonna we're gonna pause and we're gonna start up in part two really really quick so we'll be right back folks okay yeah we're back for part two we were somewhere I had to go and we, we punched in uh, so we're back part two for the interview we're still here at M Street Arts Complex with James Martin now do you remember what we were talking about before we no said yeah okay. what we were talking about I think we were, we were talking I don't know I think we were talking about like the 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 indigenous uh, tradition of Dia de los Muertos and how okay. it got worked into Christianity because we were talking about this right painting. and then we yeah. so that's why on this painting okay. I tried to go in just a little bit deeper and I don't know if you see the uh, the Aztec calendar in yeah. the background that's really nice. You know what I mean. So it's 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 that it's that call, right? It's if you have uh, if you have that that brown skin, mm-hmm. you know the the 
first thing people say today is Mexican, mm, right? But yeah, but you've you've got that indigenous blood. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, you know, it's true. You know, we break it down, and, and we're we're so quick to say Mexican. You know what I mean? And I and I talk to a lot of people that have never been to Mexico. You know what I mean? Their yeah. family's never been to Mexico. Have you seen you know? the, uh, that Netflix special about John Lake Wazamo, the Latin history? Oh, yeah, from my, yeah absolutely. Oh, my Amazing God. stuff, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, oh it's, it's so it's like that. I'm like, man, I, and, and, and watching that, I was like, I wish somebody would have showed me that in high school. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, or, or even sooner, it's mm-hmm. like so much of it is like, man, I just... It, a, a lot of it, we feel that that lost connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the stuff that we're not learning that that our our people are not being represented in the history classes. You know what I mean? It's like I probably would have paid more attention if, yeah. if some of it would have been about something I can identify. If they with. were telling you about the code talkers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, we we talked about World War One. Nobody nobody told me that my people were involved right. in it. A, a big you part. Know, you know, yeah, it's like. <laughs> It, there's there's so much of it, man. You see, like stuff like that just really blows my mind, and that get that gets everything going, man. And they, that's that that makes me want to create art that starts a conversation, right? You know so, what I mean? That, that people talk about, right? You know, and, and that's what, yeah. So that's the whole thing that we were getting into was creating art that sparks feeling, conversation, emotion, and things like that. Um, and you know, I really, you know, when I. I'm, I'm in here and I'm totally I'm inspired to create more work and it's definitely uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful environment now I want to ask you really quick about, about these uh, five framed pieces like because it seems like the first one is you know I want you to talk about that one but I really like the, 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 the second the third and the fourth those are the ones that really you know i like the way that you went about drawing those pieces but can you talk about those yeah yeah absolutely so i mean uh so in the midst so my painting process can take a long time you know what i mean the way the way i work i'll put a painting and i'll get started on it and i might work on it uh for like a month okay you know what i mean uh, but sometimes you get a little bit stale right Mm -hmm. working on something that that long so in between I'll do little studies or I'll have these little visions and I'll break out my charcoal and I'll, I'll do these studies of different things that I've seen. You know what I mean? And so the, this first one that, that you had mentioned, she was actually uh, a native in the Seattle area. Mm, and it, and okay. it was, uh, and it was a, a protest that they were doing there. And I believe it was for uh, the missing murdered indigenous women movement. And so they were doing a protest on the street of Seattle Okay. And I and I saw this image of this woman, and you know, and she's wearing a lot of uh, more traditional clothing, you know, but she had the bandana on her face with with her two braids coming out, uh, and it just it's just one of those things that just grabbed me, and I thought, wow, man, that's just an awesome. It's image. it's a striking image. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, so that's why I wanted to. I actually want to paint it. Yeah. Right. That'd be but great. It, I was like, for now, I I think I was in the middle of one of these paintings mm-hmm. over here. I was like, I gotta. I got to put that on paper somehow and get that feeling out. You know what I mean? While so, speaking to you. Right. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. so that's what that charcoal drawing was, you know, and I, and I like to do these, uh, studies. I mean, I love the, the, the feminine form, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I love our beautiful women. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I try to, to draw women with indigenous features. Got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, cause I, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, Brown's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, so much of the of the mainstream 
of what beauty is mm-hmm. is they they wash away those features. Right. You know what I mean? But and I, I think there's. All, I think all women are beautiful, man. Every 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 race, right? This is true. There, there's beauty in every race for sure. Facts. But I, I think as a kid, I I never saw the women from your from, culture, from my culture, yeah, mm-hmm. represented in you know that what I mean? particular yeah. light. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it's like when it's time for us to cast the the pretty girl, like there's this atypical person that we're looking for. Yeah. So you know, it's. For so for me, what I'm grasping from is like, hey, I'm letting you guys know that there are these beautiful women mm-hmm. out there. There, and, and let's let me be the one to create these images and bring them because you might not you might not be able to see them. And someone who doesn't come from the same background is you might not select those images. So when you when you're looking like, okay, I pick this one. It's because yeah, it, it, it's. You guys are both indigenous, but I feel like there's probably a deeper connection. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to pick this one because there's, because for me, that's a strong woman. Like when I look, yeah. when I look at her, she's on a mission. You know, right. it's like, okay, yeah. there's something that needs to happen and right. I'm not stopping until this is settled. You yeah, know? see, so and that's, I try to create those moods in, the, in these paintings so they're not just like something fragile. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's also strong yeah you know, it's power and women yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean uh you know and there's there's beauty man and it's just and it, you know um from me from my perspective i i see it man and i love it you know and i've you know i, I love beautiful women i've always yeah loved even as a kid i'm always trying them, to draw draw women and stuff you uh-huh. know what I mean? more than more than i like drawing men that's for sure mm-hmm. i think men are ugly so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah i don't know why, i don't know why women like yeah, this but man. <laughs> yeah man something so that's why I, that's so, so i'm usually that's usually how i'm always painting stuff like that man you know and and trying to represent the culture in it mm-hmm. you know um even like so like in this one too so my grandma man she was huge huge in my life you know when my mm-hmm. dad was going through it yeah uh and he needed help you know, my grandma is the one who stepped up when my mom wasn't so much in the picture and uh, was there to to help him with us. You know, a couple mm-hmm. of crazy, couple of crazy boys, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad still had to work every day. In the summertime, there was no school. So we got dropped off at grandma and grandpa's house every day. Yeah. So I have a real connection with, with, uh, with older people mm-hmm. because when we were kids, being with, with uh, my grandma and grandpa, it was safe. Yeah. There was nothing. I knew nothing That's crazy true. was going to happen at grandma, right. grandpa's house. It was nothing but uh, homemade tortillas, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you yeah. know, good stuff, you know, so that's, so I have that connection, you know, and then this, this painting here is actually uh, based on, uh, on healing in indigenous cultures, right? A lot of our elders are healers. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's, and so that's why I, I had, I wanted to do this, this painting here. Mm. And just throw in a couple of those elements, but not really make it any tribe specific mm-hmm. or even culture specific. You know what I mean? Right. In, a, in Hispanic cultures as well, man, there's the those elders, uh, those medicine women, those uh, culenderas. They're they're the ones that that heal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in our yeah. people, that that good medicine comes from from our from our elders. You gotcha. know? Yeah. And, in, and in my family specifically, man, going to Going to grandma's house was always a safe place. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was that healing that I needed from that uh, emotional pain and that emotional trauma that I that I had, you know would would have going different areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going there was like 
Grandma's take, like take a rock. It back. Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. Yep. I got it. Everything's cool. Get a plate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. Same thing with with this image over here. So this one's called uh, the Protector. Mm. You know, and uh, you know this guy. He's he's in his regalia. This one is a lot more uh, uh, ceremonial, yep. tri tribal specific. You know, but mm -hmm. it, it just even that image of uh, of of uh, it was you know a grandpa holding his grandchild and the way he was holding the baby. You know, kind of looking off. It's to me, it's like he's protecting that baby. So yeah. That's, that's why that was my inspiration to, to paint that one. You know. Yeah, I like that. It's yeah, it's definitely it highlights that relationship. You know, between them and yeah, man, he's yeah. But the baby sleep, like right. you know what I'm saying, and and, and kids, it, they should be able to sleep. You know, it's, all right, man, and you have no clue. Grandpa's gonna make sure everything's all right. You right. know, this is yeah. you can come here and everything's straight. Yeah. So now, did you go to school for art? Yeah, I did. So uh, I went to high school here in Fresno. Graduated from Fresno High. Uh, I was real big into architecture in high school, okay. and I was kind of thinking about becoming an architect. Mm -hmm. My other favorite class was, you know, was art class. Okay. Of course, uh, this representative from an art school in Arizona came, Ooh. you know, and they were like, "Yeah, we got this school, great program. You know, we think you'd be great there." You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, it sounds like it costs a lot of money." And he said, "Well, you could try out for a scholarship." You know, okay. It's like, what do you got to do? And he said, "Well, you got to um, submit your artwork. You know, mm -hmm. it'll be paneled and judged." Uh, you have to write an essay, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And I'm like, shit, well, I'm out. Right, right, right. You need to write an essay, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But my art teacher, she really pushed me. She's like, no, you got to, you know, she helped me with that part. You know, it's like, just write how you feel and, you know, the things you do, what your goals are, what you want to do. And uh, for California, it was split into two. They gave out one for uh, Northern California, one for Southern California, and uh, and I got one of those scholarships. Nice. Yeah, so then, so, and I really wasn't planning on, going out of state for school, you know, I was mm -hmm. just going to stay locally, go probably go to Fresno City, Okay. you know, and, uh, and man, my dad was not having it. He's like, you are not going to another state to, mm. to go to school. You really? Know? And I'm like, man, it's paid for, dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's free, you know, wow. you know, and it's like, so that was one of the times where we were kind of like button heads because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, I don't know how I could pass up this opportunity yeah this is once a lifetime you know what i mean but it wasn't that he didn't want me to do better <clears throat> it's just that our connection was so strong he's like i just don't want you to leave my side got you you know yeah. so but but i did so i went to the school there in arizona you know and it was uh it was great man it was uh but it wasn't what i thought it was going to be right i thought they were going to teach me how to do uh certain techniques uh -huh. like they're going to make me a better painter but it was more like there's art history, you know, a lot of art theory. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, we, you know, we drew, we did live drawing from from models and stuff right. like that. Uh -huh. But it's all, all right. Show us your talent and how would you apply it here? Oh, you know what okay. I mean? So you want to talk about paintings? All right, let's go study these master paintings. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, so but it, and no class ever was there like, okay, this is how you put a brush stroke. So who are some of your favorite masters? Oh man, so. Especially back then, at that time, man, I, just, I remember just really loving, uh, like, like Michelangelo, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And, and like the Renaissance artists, mm -hmm. you know, and, it, and, it, and I think the, when you look at their, their paintings, to me, some of their anatomy is not quite correct, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it's, it's the, the whole composition and the way they would put it together that really spoke to me. Right. You know what I mean? It was things like that. So even one of our... Uh, one of our assignments is like we had to draw something from, you know, 
like from a, a master, and, and so that's what I drew the creation of Adam. You know. The, okay. Yeah. The so I was thinking one. when you said Michelangelo, yeah. that's yeah. what I thought that was the creation of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So just. And just through books, you know, seeing like the pictures of like the Sistine Chapel, Chapel yeah. you know, how it was, mm-hmm. you know, and then learning about like, like Da Vinci and stuff like that and all that crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, is like that, that was like, oh wow, this stuff is cool. Well, but, have you heard the, of whole... the story that like apparently Raphael said is set Michelangelo up on that shit because he was cool with the church and like Michelangelo got that job, but like the whole thing was dust was going in his eyes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was like it was it was a job that he was really never supposed to be able to pull off, mm-hmm. and then he still fucking still pulled that shit done. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, so just art like that, man, just was always something that just really spoke to me. But the whole point of the school, though, even though we covered fine art, it was not uh, that was not the main goal of the school. Like my degree is like in uh, advertising and design. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that was actually the first time I got introduced to doing anything on the computer. Mm. You know, and I learned Photoshop, Illustrator, you know, Illustrator, mm. yeah, InDesign, uh, yeah. you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the whole the creative Adobe. suite. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's when I learned that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And that kind of opened me up to, you know, thinking, thinking of different ways of doing things as well, doing things with, uh, you know, with, with fonts and typography, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, when I came home, I got a job working at uh, Certified Ad. Uh, but they would they would make the little uh, grocery flyers. Okay. You know you know but it was still I me mean, it was a job. Was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Set type, putting images together, and things like that. And then I got another job working at uh, Pacific Printing. Uh, mm. It was the same kind of thing. I was the Photoshop guy, mm. so so anything needed to be done in Photoshop, I did it. You know, I would do um, illustration and design. You know, and then uh, then the recession hit, and. We got laid off. I got laid off. Like he laid off like half the company in one shot, man. And I was in that first Damn. round of layoffs. Yeah. So things got things got tough really quick. Um, and I had already started to just um, do a little bit of real estate on the side. Okay. You know what I mean? So I and I just kind of got into real estate from there. But I always had that call to where I wanted to do fine art. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was never. But it was. I spent so much time in the industry on the uh, commercial art side of things, uh-huh. you know what I mean, doing it that way. So again, it wasn't until when my dad passed in 2011, I'm like, all right, I'm, gonna just, I'm just gonna paint what I wanna paint, you know what I mean, paint what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. uh, and just, just reconnect with that, with that fine art side of things. Well, not even reconnect, it's just really just connect with it. Yeah. Because even though I've always been an artist, I've never you know, been like a fine artist. Yeah, you know? it's a whole so different bag. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm going to try my hand at oils, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. now it's like, uh, it, it was a little bit of, uh, of a learning curve trying to get, get used to how they work. You know, I'm still learning. Uh, and that's the other thing I believe. I believe you're always, you're always learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You don't stop learning. If you, if, true. if you, if you stop learning, then you're dead. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? You, you always got to keep expanding. You know what I mean? I don't want to keep doing the the same thing you know what i mean once right. I, I learn a technique i'm always mm-hmm. looking to learn other techniques so mm-hmm. you know that's why I, I like engaging with other artists and talking to other artists you know what i mean and looking at their brush mm-hmm. strokes you know what i mean and, and, and tracing and, the footprints right, through the painting yeah, right, yeah. Uh-huh. seeing how they do different things and how they use color differently yeah you know what i mean to create mood create te- you know mm-hmm. using the temperature of a color to create mood definitely you know, and, and reach out and grab somebody Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I strive for in my work, man. I I want I wanted to to touch somebody. I want somebody to see it and 
feel that connection with it, even if they don't understand it. You know what I mean? For sure. Or I want them to to just feel their own connection with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or what their own understanding of it might be. You know what I mean? And some of my pieces that are more specific to culture, I have no problem explaining those to people. You know what I mean? And usually then that's when they say, like, man, now I like it even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like what you were saying, like with that painting yeah. there, you know? Or even like, like this one up here. So there's a sport, like these two paintings here, um, there's a sport that my tribe plays, and it's called stickball. Uh, and it's actually the oldest uh, field sport in uh, in America. Mm. Uh, so they used to play it back when uh, they were having issues with like a neighboring tribe. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so they, the actual name of the sport in our language is the, the little brother of war. Mm. Because it was the last step before they actually went to war. Sick. So, so if crazy. they were going to go to war with somebody... They know there's going to be casualties. Uh-huh. You know, there's going to be uh, lives lost on both sides. Uh, and, a, and a lot of, uh, of native tradition, uh, the women elders had a, had a huge say in things. It's not okay. just the men just like, hey, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So before they could, the tribe could even go to war, they had to get the permission from the elder women, the grandmothers. Mm. Because it was going to be their sons and their grandsons right. who were going to yeah. die. Mm-hmm. So they had to, get, they had to have their permission. They couldn't go to war without it, right? So, so first, they'd say, first, we'll play the sport and see if that can solve it. Okay. So a lot of the disputes were solved that way. And the way the sport works, it's, it's kind of played on a field like a football field. Uh, and at each end of the field, they would put a pole up on each side. Uh, and they had these sticks that they, they made and also a ball. And you can only touch the ball with the sticks. You use the sticks to hold mm-hmm. the ball and throw it. Yeah. And the object is for uh, you score a point by touching a ball to the pole, either by carrying it with the sticks and touching it or throwing it and hitting, hitting the pole with the ball. Okay. So while somebody has a ball, they could be tackled. Gotcha. So it was a lot like football or rugby. rugby yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that like slash sports. lacrosse. Right. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah, yeah. had all those elements yeah. in there. And uh, there's, there's stories of them playing this over an expanded field of miles with thousands of people on each side. <sighs> that is yeah, nuts. Yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. sick, dude. And, it, and it's, a, it's, a rough, it's a rough sport, too. So, you know, just like playing football without football pads on, bones are going to break, right? Yeah. You get a broken, broken bone back then, you're, yeah, you're, you might you're not make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were a lot of casualties, a lot of broken bones. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So, I mean, it was, it, it was a rough sport. And they still play it today. Um, if you ever get a chance, look it up, man. Some of the some of the hits and stuff are just just grueling. I mean, it even looks crazy the way they play it today. Stick ball. So uh, so in our gatherings in my tribe, when we do our gatherings, like we have one coming up here in in May, um, and we meet in, in Bakersfield, and and they'll play the they'll play the sport, okay. you know, and they'll do a lot of our our cultural dances and stuff like that too. Mm. So. Um, you know, and that's something I never knew about growing up. I never knew anything about it. Right. You know, I didn't learn about it till till later in life, till till reconnecting with with the tribe, and uh, and learning. And he, and even our tribe, man, uh, they were always poor, right? Okay. Until casino. Ooh. So our tribe has one like the one of the biggest casinos, uh, especially there in, in Oklahoma, and it's uh, it's allowed them. And the way they, they run the money that they get from the casino, they put it all back into infrastructure. You know what I mean? Fantastic. And, and, right. So it's, and it, even our nation, the government has to deal with our nation the same way they deal with Canada. 
or Mexico, even though we're in the United States, we're, sovereignty. we're a sovereign nation. <laughs> right. Yeah. So somebody who's in office right now doesn't like that at all. Right. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> he wants Not to, saying no names. He, yeah, yeah. He wants to, he yeah, wants to get man. rid of all that shit. You know what I mean? Because uh, there's a little bit of a conflict of interest there. But anyway, uh, so so the way my tribe runs it, mm-hmm. they take that money, man, and they put it into healthcare. They put it mm-hmm. into education. They put it back into culture, educating the youth on the yeah. culture that's been lost. So, you know, they have classes um, to learn to speak the language. I want to I want to go through and learn one of those uh, through one of those classes, too, and learn the language, uh, because a lot of our our elders who are dying, the fluent speakers, we're, we're losing that connection. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there's there's a lot of tribes that that through that that were smaller tribes when their elders were dying off, their language is just gone. Yeah, and there's no way no, to get nobody's that back. Left to yeah. Speak it. yeah. So they're. So what our, our tribe is doing is they're they're putting money into it and they're educating the youth. This these are the things that that our people did and have mm-hmm. always done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? These yeah. are our traditions. This is our ceremony. You know what I mean? So they they pass they pass that on. You know, and that's that's one thing that's big for me with my kids because for me growing up as a kid, I would always I wanted to know, but nobody I knew knew. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mom's like, well, I don't really know. You know, maybe ask your grandpa, you know what I mean? And he's like, man, I'm, I'm busy. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Don't ask me that stuff. Yeah, I'm in provider mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, he's like, man, I left that. You yeah. Know? So that, that was the other thing, man, that was a, a huge stigma as our people. As I go back and I read these stories as our family, even like on my, on my, uh, my dad's side of that family, growing up in Texas, being so close to the border, if, if you were, if you were, if you were Mexican, you were looked down upon, but there's Mexican Americans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were Indian, Native American, you were even lower. You didn't have certain rights. Wow. So what they would do, they would cross over into Mexico, and then come back as Mexicans. Oh shit! And then and then they'd be like, okay, uh, now you now you have the right to buy land. Wow. Yeah, because certain people, man, if. From, they were in their tribe, and they're like, "Nope, this is where you guys can live. You guys can stay here. Uh-huh. No, you can't come over here and buy a house." Man, you, they didn't have those rights. Damn. You know what I mean? So they had more rights, pretending to be something they're not. You know what I mean? So, and then uh, even like my grandpa, you know, who came over, he was a big man, uh, not real dark skin, more light skin. Okay. You know, so he's like, "I'm, I'm going to use that to my advantage." Exactly. He came out here to California. And, don't talk to me about Native Americans. For real, nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I'm, I'm like, moving. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to assume I'm a white man, then yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. I'm going to play the role. See me on the same yeah, level. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And it's, get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and survive. Yeah, man. for sure. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and yeah. just try to thrive in a new environment well because it's a whole level of bullshit he don't have to deal with you know what I'm saying it's like I can just like worry about regular man everyday stuff I don't have to worry about persecution and being fucking hunted and you know all the yeah man like so let me just run with it and then that way I can at least have something for my family because I don't want them to experience what I saw yeah what he went through Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, man. Yeah. That's so it's wild. it's crazy to me, like just how how racism is. You know what I mean? And I, I think we're fortunate enough to to live where we live, mm-hmm. to where it's more diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially here, with the way I grew up. Anyway, it's you know I went to a school where there was you know Hispanic kids, you know black kids, mm-hmm. you know uh, 
like Indian kids, like like Punjab, like Indian, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it was diverse. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like pretty much one race with one or two sprinkled in. You know what I mean? You know, so and then even like the culture like around here. So I mean, you can you can get great food from different cultures. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. California is diverse. Yeah. You go to other places, it's not like that, man. No, this you, is this is true. You know what I mean? I, I've talked to I've talked to people that where they come from and their reservation. They're like, man, as soon as we get off the reservation, it's real. Yeah, you know, they're like, you need to go back to where you belong. Yeah, kid. it's you, serious, you know? man. And, yeah, and it, it was, and I I didn't really understand that until I had went to school in Arizona. And um, there were some uh, some other students who came in that were that were Native American, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing! All right, I'm gonna connect with these dudes, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm like, hey man, take me back to your to your reservation. I want to see it.' And they're like, "No, you don't." They're like, "I don't want to go back there, man." They go, you, you're, "Hell no, you don't want to go there." You know? Wow. And they're like, "I'm embarrassed for you to see where I grew up." Damn. You know? And I'm like, "No, let's just go." You know? And they're like, "No, nope, ain't going back, dude." Uh uh-uh. You know? And they're like, you know? And to man. me, I was like envious of them yeah. growing up i'm like man you probably grew up with knowing your culture mm-hmm. all around it you know you know and they're like they're looking at me like, like it's the hood like you grew up with uh with electricity mm-hmm. and running water you yeah. know what i mean and like probably weren't hungry all the time right. you know i'm like damn you know it's that it was that culture shock of of even my perception of what what life was like for them i figured mm-hmm. it must have been great right because mm-hmm. here i am lost not knowing right. you guys know i envy that and they're like no man we envy you 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 mm-hmm. grew up you know in this in this this different environment where yeah. we're just we're just trying to get out get to that yeah you know and they're I mean? like they're like you made it out the hood <laughs> like right, you're yeah, not yeah. you trying to come back like right, yeah. no 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 <laughs> you know it's for the for the culture side yeah. it, it was good because mm-hmm. they have that you know yeah. and i'm like well don't take that for granted right you know what i mean yeah. like uh like i even i worked with this girl you know and then she was like I'm like, speak your language to me. He said, mm-hmm. no, 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 I'm embarrassed. You know, I'm like, don't ever be embarrassed. First, how you, else are we going to learn right, it? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's beautiful, you know. And then, and then even with her, we became pretty good friends. But she's like, no, nah, you know, she would tell me how she felt like she was ugly, you know, and this and that. I'm like, that's, no way. I'm like, you're beautiful. Man, yeah. You know that's I mean? sad to hear, man. Are, yeah. You know? it's, it's so weird. It's just, it's, and then that's when... That's kind of when growing up, I started realizing people have different perspectives perspectives of things, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we don't not all just, share. Not just the, the way I see it, you know, was was is is a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody else's perception is their own reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, I go, I wish I I grew up learning and to to speak something that was part of my culture, you know. And they're like, man, no, you you know you don't, you know. I wish. You know, we grew up like that. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of our our divides as a, as a people and as a country is cultural. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I think so much of what people do is they say, okay, this is my culture, uh, and I, I believe my culture is right, and so I need to try to stomp out your culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And then, yeah. or, or maybe not accept what what you what you see. Right. You know what I mean, or what you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, is invalid. You know, yeah. when all of our feelings are valid. You know, what very I mean? true. You know? I, I would I would I couldn't have agreed more or said it better. Um yeah, it just it's really you know, it's unfortunate, man, that, that that's where where it's at though. You know, and I, I really feel like once we all get on the same page, you're like, hey, 
it's just a basic human decency sort of thing. Like yeah. you like treat me how you would want me to treat you. Like it's just the, the, the reciprocation of things, you know, and it's not expecting too much to treat somebody like a human being, right. you know, like yeah. that's the whole thing. Like, and for you to, for it to be expected, I just, yeah, man. Um, you know, what intrigues me though, is how at this point, you know, I'm sitting back looking at your art, man, and I'm just curious, like, so from here, you've been painting, and where would you say, like, do you feel like you're just getting started with, with this particular, because you said, oh, you know, yeah. you, had, you, you made the transition to fine art, and then, you know, after your father, you know, unfortunately passed, you know, you had really found some purpose, and when I look at your art, it's like, I appreciate it because it's not only paintings, it, they're narrative pieces, and, you know, and I, I enjoy, you know, learning along with um, with seeing fantastic art. So, like, my question is, like, how do you see yourself transforming for, or do you have, like, an overall vision for yourself as an artist, or is it, like, a day-by-day painting-by-painting painting sort like, of thing? It's kind of like my goal, man, is is to just keep keep creating, you know what I mean? Keep Keep being inspired, you know? I mean, I talk to so many other artists that are, like, searching for inspiration mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're like man i want to paint i'm not really sure or you get like in that well like the term writer's block you know you get like that artist block mm -hmm. where you're like you might be in a little bit of a funk but i just my goal is to is to just constantly be evolving myself and my work you know what i mean and uh, to try and get it to a high always creating like that, that higher level trying to reach yeah. that that next level you mm -hmm. know what i mean like i definitely don't consider myself um, the the best of the best or the, you know what I mean, a master, right. you know, or anything like that. That's, to me, that's something I, I would love to strive to be. I'd love to be to to the point where my work is seen and just, you know, admired, not just uh, among regular people, but among peers. You yeah, know I mean? for you know, sure. Yeah. Artists, you know Definitely. what I mean? You know, breaking through to that, that next level. And then it's, uh, and getting it seen, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just, I just want it to be, I want it to be out there, you know what I mean, on a on a larger scale. I want people to see it, you know what I mean. Yeah. I want people to to have that connection with it, you know what I mean. And like just like you said, anybody who uh, who feels that connection with it, I want to them to be able to to buy a piece, you know yeah. what I mean, or or a print for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's funny, I just got hit up uh, today. This guy in Cincinnati, man, who who loves this painting right here. Okay, you know, and then that for some reason, like on. Uh, on like Instagram, I, I'm connecting with a lot of people from Russia. Yeah, you know nice. what I mean. And it's that's the thing that I think we're fortunate in today's day and age with technology and those platforms that are available to mm -hmm. artists to be able to reach out and make connections with All other across people. The world. Yeah, around the world. Yeah. You know what I and mean. And you're not limited. That's the cool part. Is while you can be experiencing things locally you're not limited to the local BS. It's like, okay, there are people all over. Hey, I want to get that, that, that one. I want to get that painting. Hey, I want to commission you from some, for something because they don't get that experience firsthand and you're a direct connection and a conduit mm -hmm. to that particular experience, yeah, yeah. you know, and that, because how else are they going to learn? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and so it's like you, you're in Russia. How do you learn about the Chakta tribe? Like, yeah. yeah. There's one like two two 
painters, you know, that yeah, are doing yeah. it. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like you gotta, yeah, yeah, man. I totally feel you. You know, I really, you know, I love these these talks, and I, I love being around other artists, you know, as well, because like you said, we can all learn things from each other, and it's it's definitely motivating to you know see like artists working hard dedicating you know their their time their blood sweat and tears their lives to this stuff and um you know just who are about the craft right you yeah. know and it's like, well, it's, like right. a, it's like a passion you know yeah. what I mean? you mm-hmm. know and a passion is is something that you're willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. for you know what i mean it's like I've, I've had people say oh is that your hobby it's like my hobby mm-hmm. no man this is this is who i am yeah for sure you know what i mean this is my soul right. you know what i mean yeah. this is this is something that that not everybody can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and to, I think you got to take that gift and use it. You know what That's I mean? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so much of it is talent, but beyond talent is skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, your first picture you ever done would look the same as the last picture you just did, right? This but it is doesn't. True. You yeah. you see that progression in your skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, you know a lot of people are born with a certain amount of talent uh, but until you take that talent and you you use it you right you, you learn more you, you massage it you refine it mm-hmm. you know what I mean you build that skill embrace it yeah, yeah. and, and, you, and you, there's always going to be that next that higher level of skill mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then um, the thing with our art even though it's visual a lot of it has to do with with opening your mind, you yes. know what I mean, and and expanding your mind, and 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 then being able to speak to somebody about it, just mm-hmm. like what we're we're doing, you know what For I mean. Sure. So it's just having that conversation, just like uh, like some people can see a painting, and it's like, all right, let's have a conversation about it. Then you get a, a little bit of a deeper meaning to it, you know what I mean. Right. Uh, and then it's not only that; it's I get a deeper connection to somebody who who I may have never met out on the street or n- may have never even told me anything I've had so many people come in here and just through looking at the art mm-hmm. share things with me and then tell me you know what I've, I've never told anybody that before yeah because you know you're I mean? bearing your soul right yeah games. and it's like they, they feel that connection with me and I and to me it's always an honor to me when somebody shares something very personal about themselves with me yeah. even though we don't know each other definitely you, you know what I mean well and here's the thing that's crazy James is because like we spend all of our time as hermits creating art and then people are unleashed on us and it's like they come in and you have no clue how they're going to respond to your work yep. you know all you know is I do this because I love it I, I can't picture my life without this stuff you know I'm going to create and they come in and there's this reaction that you couldn't have like you couldn't have came up with in your head and it'll always be to the painting that you least thought that right. people were going to react to like right. yep. if you come in one day and you're like hey they're going to react to that one it's never that one it's a different one and okay wow so this is the connection right. you know based on that um you know cuz for me right now i'm kind of I'm easing into more narrative paintings, right? And I'm just, you know, working on getting all my bases covered, still lifes, you know, portraiture, mm-hmm. landscapes, and then that way I can put it all together right, in right. a package. You know, because I, I have the ideas, but I want to make sure that they're game tight, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to do with my pieces is make them, like, intimate. So it's like when you see it, you know, boom, it's a study, a still life painting, but, like, it draws you in, like, okay, that's... 
I'm here. I'm, you know, like there's something about this and there's always like a connection you know, for me, with the things that I paint for some reason, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's like whatever I'm as going an artist, through. yeah, there's yeah, a reason yeah, yeah. why we're doing what mm-hmm. we're doing, yeah, 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 for sure, man. Um, you know, and I definitely, as I look at your work, you know, I appreciate it because it's an authentic story, yeah. you know, that only you can tell. And, um, well, the thing about being an artist, man, is it's one thing to have the story, it's another thing to like tell the story, right? You know, because it's it, it's you know, a lot of artists get wrapped up in their heads and then they, they can paint, then they don't paint, you know, but then, you know, you pull yourself out the slump and then you're putting all this stuff out there and you realize like, oh, okay, there's more to this art thing than just me, right. you know, and that's when I look at your paintings, I feel like you're, you're painting and it's bigger than you, you right. know, like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like, it's like, yeah, you're the artist, but you're a conduit for this story to reach us, right, you know, right. and, yeah. and that's that's what I'm kind of getting, and it's it's an inspiring, it's definitely inspiring, not expiring, it's an inspiring experience. Yeah, I love, uh, see, and I, I love portraiture, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and I love faces, mm-hmm. you know, and I love, you know, the the feminine face, yeah, you know what I mean. So that's why, so so many of my my uh, paintings, you know, are, it's like portraiture of women, you yeah. know what I mean, I just. There's something that that I love to I love the features of a, of a woman's face. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and and then if you can put in that culture with it, you know what I mean, that yeah. message with it. You know what I mean. I just I want to make that connection to people. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that impact because it's yeah you're getting it's it's super pleasing to the eye, and then there's this underlying message. So it's like you're it's like baklava. You know, like you're just it's, it's layered. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, you uh you like you like sweets? Are you are you into sweets, James? Yeah, a little bit. Are you a cake or a pie kind of person? Probably more pie. What's your favorite kind of pie? Um, probably like a turtle pie. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, Okay. Or like okay. a pecan pie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Apple pie. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. sound like, okay, yeah, I can yeah. dig it. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Something sure. a little salty, a little mm. sweet, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's always, yeah. I'm, I'm a real big, you know, sweets guy. Yeah, I like pies, cakes, and like, you know, all chocolate stuff, all that. I'm, I was just curious. Um, so, you know, that particular painting, there's this, the the particular painting, because we, 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 we kind of have gone around and talked about most paintings and, and we're like ending ending like the uh the run as far as this particular wall which is on the east side of your studio um so why don't you talk about is that your daughter that modeled and that this, uh this one here yeah 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 that yeah my daughter modeled for me on that mm-hmm. one too so uh in the in the dia de los muertos i'm always trying <laughs> to make that connection to uh to remembering somebody, you, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. So in this one, it's it's like a ceremony, you know, and it's and it's at that time people are holding candles. You can see there's there's more there's multiple figures, you know, in this. Yeah. And I don't know if you if you've ever had that that moment, man, where you're thinking about somebody and you feel like they're just like right behind you. Mm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I'm trying to convey. Like they're here. witchy, like they're yeah. That's right, why they're she's witchy, facing yeah. the opposite direction from from the, maybe the way they're going mm-hmm. or they're walking. It's like what what did I just yeah. feel? What did I just hear? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the the whole thing about that holiday, it's 
they feel like that's the time when the the spirit world connects with our world mm -hmm. and you could be closest to to your loved ones that's mm -hmm. that's passed you know what i mean so that's uh, but for me it's I, I love that about it but i'm always trying to feel that connection like with with my dad with my family with my grandpa mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that's yeah. why and I'm always thinking about that, you know what I mean? And, and like, man, when I'm when I'm thinking about my dad, when I'm remembering those things, mm -hmm. those are the kind of feelings that I'm that I'm trying to capture in those Got paintings you. when people are, are thinking about something, you know. So that's yeah. A lot of people will ask me that, you know. I'm like, well, that's that's what the that's what the holiday mm -hmm. is. That's what the tradition, yeah. the, the ceremony is. So that's what mm -hmm. I'm the feelings that I'm trying to convey, you know. And I and so then I'll I'll try to try to use color you know what i mean in mm -hmm. composition that to, yeah. to help convey that you know what yeah. i mean but it's always that that remembering you know, you that, know what that i find really somebody. poetic james is that you're doing these paintings with a heavy heart and you're remembering your dad and you're using your daughter as a model who's a conduit like it's your dad's seat it's his right. lineage right, right. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's the memory is your dad the conduit is you and then his seed is the model right, which right. creates a full circle like right, yeah. i mean it's so when i'm looking at these i'm like wow that's really a deep connection you know because i'm inspired i'm creating and then my baby is here to help me yeah yeah bring this to life bring it all, bring it all back around yeah the circle. yeah yeah so that's the other thing in my, in my paintings you know i i always try to use uh models or people you know who have that you know indigenous look mm -hmm. you know looking for yeah. those features right you know trying to trying to promote those those features so they're represented in my art you know what i mean because mm -hmm. because that's the way people look to me when i grew up my family this is the way my family looks okay you know what yeah I mean? this is the way my people look mm -hmm. you know what i mean my uh you know my cousins you know all the people around us you know, we have we have these features, you know, right. high cheekbones, you know, definitely th that whole different look. And they you know all I mean? do all yeah. of your drawings and paintings. They all have the yeah, the cheekbones. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's that's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, but you know what? Also, it's it's if you don't get it out there, how is this representation going to happen? Right. You know, and I'm a firm believer of like it's you know, it's our job to create that, to put, you know, our people in the marketplace, because Somebody could do it, but no one's going to tell the story like you're going to tell it. Well, see, that's the thing, man. That's the whole thing with the art, man. The native art is a lot of people do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they have, they don't know anything about any tribe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they just, they just paint that, mm -hmm. that Hollywood Indian. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a, you know, a, a, a woman in a leather dress. Yeah, or you know the, guy I mean? the, the, the guy with the headdress. a headdress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then they don't understand. So they paint a sexy woman wearing a headdress mm -hmm. that is culturally not appropriate you know what mm -hmm. i mean in our culture that's that's like that's huge a huge disrespect got you you know yeah. what i mean and uh and uh, a lot of these a lot of people today do that right so a lot of these girls will go to these music festivals and they'll wear the headdresses uh -huh. and dance around you know what i yeah. mean but they don't understand what they're doing is they're taking something that's sacred to somebody else and and making light of it you know what i mean yeah. and, and doing it in an, in an inappropriate way mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's just this, the same thing with uh, with the mascots right yes you know what i mean the 
then and I think who was it? The Braves? Uh-huh. Or no wait, who was the one? They're, they're retiring one of their mascots, but that's the whole thing with like Redskins. Uh huh. Yeah. Reds. Redskins. That's hella racist. Is a, is a derogatory term. Yeah. You know De- what I mean? Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I mean, I'm. Yeah. So I tell people, he's like, would you be okay with with a basketball team called Blackskins? Yeah. Yeah. I always said that that's like the Cleveland niggers. Like that was always what I said. You know, like it's yeah. like the Redskins is like the, it's the equivalent because it's like. You know that, yeah, whatever. Well, like, see, but but have it, you now have you seen they made a few years ago? They actually had Cleveland Indians shirts, and it said Cleveland, but it said Caucasians. No, and yeah, it was like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of the play on it. You know what I mean? And it's but it's, yeah, they definitely need to change it. So, in in it, and it drives me crazy in art because like people will have like a like a pretty like a native woman they'll paint her and they'll paint her like. Like almost naked, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Next to a moon, mm. yeah. I'm sure you've seen it, and yeah. it's got a wolf in it. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like that's somebody on the outside's perspective. It's their vision mm-hmm. of what they believe like native culture is, but it's not. None of it is. It not, it's all incorrect. It's women. It's women in our culture do not reveal themselves like that. Mm, you know what I mean? Got and you. And and we do not re- revere our women as sex objects. You know what I mean? Okay. We we revere them as our our mothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Our sisters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our grandmas. Elders, you know. So yeah. there's our elders mm-hmm. that you need yeah. to have that respect for them. Facts. You know. So a lot of people they'll take they'll take you know a, a beautiful face and they'll create it and they'll put a, put a headdress on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they'll have her like almost naked and stuff. And it's just not. That's just not our culture. You know? So, would you say that that's cultural appropriation? Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 other people. It's their interpretation. So, so then you talk to the artist, right? And they're like, "Well, yeah, I'm an artist, and this is my interpretation of it." And like, okay, I get that. I'm an artist, and I might have an interpretation of something, but it's 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 not culturally appropriate. You know what Thanks. I mean? So, so somebody else who's Christian. I mean, it, it wouldn't be cool for me to walk around pretending, you know, dressed up like Jesus. Right, know, right, right. And, and getting drunk and partying all the time. For sure, yeah, You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, like, I totally get it, yeah. So a lot of people, they they like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just a headdress, you know what I mean? I bought, no, it, at, I bought it at Party City, you know what I mean? It's like, it's commercialized, right. you know what I mean? They're 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 taking something that was sacred to, to a people mm-hmm. and trying to make it mainstream, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and the reason why it's acceptable is because the the Native American people were the the bottom of the chain, the bottom yeah. of the food chain. They're put up in a reservation somewhere, mm-hmm. so they're not in the society. Yeah, and there's you know no I mean? way that that they can buck this system to the point where people know, like, no, that's not okay. Right. That's yeah. not, you know. So and then, and then, so even more recently, uh, the situation with uh, Nathan Phillips. Beating, beating his drum. Did you see that whole thing that happened in Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with the, that, um, that little, with, the, with that, the MAGA hat kids right, from uh, little, Kentucky. The yeah, little kid little. in his face yeah. with that smile. You know what I mean? And and to me, what that says, man, mm-hmm. is that, that these kids are 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 not being raised to respect elders. Their elders, yeah. You know I mean? I understand. Maybe you don't understand his culture, mm-hmm. but in any culture, shouldn't you respect an elder? Facts. You know what I mean? Somebody who's older than you, mm-hmm. somebody who's lived on this earth, who's... You know, he was he was in the military for this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like he has a right to do that. And then the, the song he was singing is uh, is a prayer. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's a prayer. It's an indigenous prayer of our people. And that that whole song has it has a whole deeper meaning. You know what I mean? And what he was trying to do is diffuse the situation. But but these but these kids today, it's like they have I don't know if it's that they don't have anything in their own culture 
in their own everyday life that's sacred. Mm, Something that yeah. that you just can't talk shit about and can't make fun of. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you if if you don't have that, then you can't understand why it's sacred to somebody else. You know, if I could if if in my life, you know, nothing is sacred and I could do whatever I want and I have no penalties, I could do whatever I want with your culture too. You yeah. Know what I mean, and I don't understand why you're you're upset about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? You grow up in this with you know, with uh, in privilege, in excess you know what I mean? Yeah. No consequences for anything you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like then then nothing matters. Right. So then then you can totally understand why they don't they don't care about about uh, why it's not right to wear a headdress. You know yeah. what I mean? It's to to this certain people and everything that their people have gone through to be able to wear that is you have to be you have to have done a lot within your people and that's a huge honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? For uh-huh. somebody else to take something that's a huge honor and for them to just do it and just play around and mess right. around with it and, and use it at sporting events. For sure. You know it, what I mean? Well, it would be akin to you walking around with a Medal of Honor, a Purple Heart, right. and all sort of military and Army, uh, yeah. you know, Marine decorations. And then, hey, like, people would know that's yeah. not okay. Yeah, that's why I, I'm like, for me, like, I can't wear, like, camouflage and... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To wear like like a like a all the like an outfit like somebody who who was in the military, I can't wear that. Right. I, I didn't earn the right to wear right. that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, it's just the same thing. And there's people that do it, and and I think they even pretend to be like, um, uh, like war heroes and stuff. They call it like stolen glory or something like That's that. That's so like, weird. Yeah, that is just, so weird. Yeah, it's to this me. whole thing. You know, you know, because people respect, right? Like I always show anybody who who went to the. Who's in the military respect? Facts. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I respect that, and I and I re- I respect what they did. You know what I mean? Um, but other people don't respect that. They don't respect other people's culture. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, I think that's that's a problem that we have is is not respecting somebody else's culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not seeing it from from their perspective that that hey, this is something that's sacred. I totally you agree. Know? And then and and when you tell me, hey, that's sacred. I can't say to you, like, hey, you're tripping. Like, you have no right to tell me, like, that, like, I'm going to do this. And you're like, no, dude, like, you got it from here. This is, this. it's it's from this culture. I'm telling you how it originated. But then it seems like there's this weird disconnect, James, now where, like, pockets of society want to take parts of culture omit other parts and then when you when it gets brought to the forefront then it's uh like then there's like either a that pocket of society is is being aggro like they're being aggro you know they're tripping because like we everybody should be able to wear hair dresses you know what i'm saying like it's like no that's not how this goes you know it's like you know so for me it is it's a it's a it's a respect thing i feel like people you know there are certain things like let people have their culture you know and if you if you want to belong that bad then go find out more about it be a real ally and an advocate you right, know because right. like the more you learn about it the more you would not want to wear the hair the headdress right. you know yeah, like if yeah. you really educated yourself you know so that's the thing too um but see i think there's a lot of that dude there's a lot of that borrowed culture you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it's and it's something it's something that's like uh when you see it 
you know, it's interesting, and in, and you do want to learn more about it, and you want it to be your culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I totally get that if you respect it, you know what I mean, and you want to learn more about it, absolutely. But respect that it is somebody's culture and go about it the right way. Right. You know, don't just be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go because Party City carries, you know, a headdress. It must be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. The reason why Afro while I'm yeah, at it. The re- yeah, the reason why they, they have that is because it's, it's been so drone, droned out in society that these things aren't sacred, right? You can mm-hmm. buy like a... Uh, what like a Pocahontas costume mm, you know what I mean yeah. you know and there's a whole uh, washed over version of of what happened to her mm. the the true story yeah. if you read through is it, it's, it's perverted it's, yeah it's not the Disney super, Disney super version, perverted John you know? Smith yeah. was a fucking pedophile child molester bastard you know anyway um, so yeah man you know and I even remember like in the head shops, you know, you would go in and you could buy the Indian, like, they would sell fucking fat, fake peace pipes. Right. And it would be, like, PVC pipe on the inside, but it would be, you know, dressed up on the outside to look like a peace pipe. So, right, right, when yeah. you're saying that, it's like, man, yeah, no matter, like, the culture is, is definitely, yeah, man. Well, you see, even, even so, so, it, it's so crazy, man, because even, like, within our own culture, uh, it's... There, there's that in there, right? So mm-hmm. when we go to two powwows, um, a, pow- a powwow is a gathering of, of multiple cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, different tribes. Okay. You know, a lot of them um, do the the plain style dancing, mm-hmm. but it might not be specific to their own tribe. Like okay. like my tribe specifically don't do those types of dance, but people from my tribe do those dances. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's it's um, celebration, mm-hmm. right? But then there's also ceremony where things are more sacred and more sacred traditions in the way we do things. Okay. We do those at our gatherings. Mm-hmm. But when we go to the powwows, um, there might be people at the powwow who are selling uh, dream catchers that are made in China. Whoa. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of stuff comes up through Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of, And so there's a lot of like stuff that's like product that's not made by somebody the right way you know what i mean so so that's that's the whole thing with uh with my registration number i'm a registered artist with the with the tribe of um with my choctaw tribe in oklahoma i i have the right to create art and it would be authentic native american art you know what i mean it's not i'm not like a person on the outside painting something that i saw you know what i mean yeah yeah. so so i feel that that to me, that brings a greater responsibility even for me mm-hmm. to, to understand the culture and understand what I'm painting. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's, and then it's, that way you can give that authentic experience and right. voice to those who can't, you know, even get it from anywhere else. Right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Man. You know, and then, and then see, and then even that, like I'm kind of, I'm torn on that too because I'm like, man, if, if we're here, because a lot of the powwows, it's supposed to be, they even tell you when you're signing up for a vendor spot, everything has to be handmade has to be authentic uh-huh. you know what i mean no stuff from china but we're there and i'm like dude i can totally tell this is like yeah some you know something that's imported you know Got what i mean you. it's not yeah. like like something that's authentic right you right. know what i mean mm-hmm. but at the same time that might be how this guy's making his living facts yeah and you who know? am i to judge you right. know who am yeah. i to judge yeah for sure man dang the hustle yeah oh my god so Oh man, James, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, 
you know, where we're reaching like the two hour mark. So, you know, I wanted to tell everybody if you guys are out in Fresno in the central California area, um, make sure you stop by M Street Arts Complex um, on the first Thursday. Also, James does uh, appointments with collectors. Um, so, James, why don't you tell the people how to get in contact with you? All right. Well, you can find me uh, on Instagram or Facebook, and it's uh, Art of James Martin. Okay. Yeah, so if you just if you look up Art of James Martin, you'll be able to find me. Uh, my email address is actually uh, Art of James Martin at gmail dot com. Okay. So pretty pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, and I my website too. It's uh, it's the same thing. Art of James Martin. So Fantastic. you can find find me on my website. Uh, you can you can contact me that way. You can you can always look and see whatever the latest thing I'm working on on Instagram. I always post on there. Uh, contact me through Facebook. I do a lot of interaction with. Uh, with people who like art on Facebook as well, people who are buying my art, you know, they can always ask me about certain pieces and contact me there as well. Okay. All right. Lastly, James, you got any shout outs? Uh, well, yeah, well, shout out to, to my brother, man, my brother, Bobby. Uh, you know, he's, he's my brother. I, I love him. He's, and he's always pushing me as, as much as I push him to, to do better with our art and to, to get involved in our culture. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's cool. Shout out to Bobby Martin. Yeah, we're going to have to get him on here. Um, let's see. Lastly, uh, James, is there anything like you got any events coming up or anything you want them to look for? Uh, well, I'll be uh, – well, there's, there's a couple events coming up, but they're kind of out of the area. Like I'll be at uh, uh, Chasse Days. Uh, for, it's, it's a tribe up north. We usually will do uh, – we'll get vendor spots here at the, uh, the local powwows. Um, as well, just because our, our art is is uh, indigenous and we always try to get involved in our own community, but yeah, absolutely. So any, I'm always here at the studio first Thursday of every month. Open my studio up for people to come through and see it during Art Pop. So, okay, yeah, nice. Okay, well, we appreciate you coming on this episode, man, of Art and Bullshit. Uh, we thank you for coming out. Uh, lastly, I'd like to give a shout-out to all our listenership out there. Shout-outs to California. Shout-outs to Florida. Shout-outs to Ohio. Shout-outs to Missouri. Indianapolis, I see you. Um, everybody else, you know, keep holding it down. Keep making new art. Keep supporting new artists and old artists. You know, get out there. Check everybody out. You know, share the podcast with your friends. Uh, like and subscribe, you know, on your perspective platforms. This is James Geralds with Art and Bullshit. Over and out.